What's up, guys? I'm Chino. Throughout my journey, I have learned to take each moment, job, relationship, and opportunity as a gift. Each week, I will be sharing my personal experiences, fresh insight from my guests, and discussing topics that help listeners best relate to the journey. I'm deeply passionate about sharing what I've learned in my life to help inspire, motivate, and show that we are never alone. With hardships comes healing, and with personality comes hoops. This is Chino's Best. Holy shit. Talk about a hiatus. Welcome back, everybody. Chino's Best. Quino Chino here. Literally sitting in the middle of the park. Um, Wow, it's been a minute. It's been a lot of minutes. uh, Like three months since I have put anything out. um, Which is very unlike me. But that's going to dive right into this topic. Um, Overall, things on this episode are just going to be a discussion of perception Um, different perspectives, you know, trauma. I think all of us can kind of attest to the fact that we've been through some trauma in 2020. Um, You know, the whole fucking world flipped upside down. So it makes a lot of sense, uh, something that we can all relate to. Um, But I will say I have a lot of notes on this. There are a lot of thoughts. I'm going to try my best to stay organized, uh, but As you all know who have already listened, this tends to take like a hard left turn sometimes and then we get back on the path. Um, But I think it's better that way just so you can kind of get an idea of, you know, where my head's at. Um, And for some of you, it's easily, you know, relatable. For others of you, this might do exactly what the title is saying and give you some new perspective on how other people are feeling and what they're going through and you know it's kind of the whole fucking point of the podcast is just to give some new insight and different concepts to what other people are going through you know spark you to think differently or respond differently um I for one can say that fuck I think the last time I put something out was February maybe March I don't really remember I guess I should have looked before I started this episode but uh neither here nor there um it's really hard to fucking sit and talk to yourself um and I think that I was getting a little lazy and just doing all episodes with guests because that's 10 times easier you know it's 10 times easier to carry on a conversation when other people are responding to you um rather than sitting by yourself with yourself in your own head and then voicing it out loud. And it's been something that, you know, our teachers have taught us since the beginning of time when you're getting ready to give a speech, you know, give your speech to yourself. And then you, you literally get more fucking nervous. You're like, Oh my God, I'm like talking to myself. I feel insane. Um, and even right now, just to paint you a picture, I'm legitimately sitting in the grass under a group of trees in the middle of a park And I just like keep looking around to like see if anybody's like looking at me or watching me, which I really shouldn't care, but whatever. It's human nature. We all care. Um, Okay, so let's just dive right in. Um, First thing I have written down, concepts to explain my idea of something that is traumatic for me may not be to someone else or may be severe to someone else. Well, that's a good thought. I guess I could end there. Um, but to, to dive a little deeper on that, um, I know a lot of people, you know, and, and I appreciate this, but a lot of people put titles on my name. They put titles of, you know, powerful. They put the title of strong. They put the title of hard worker. All of these things are true, uh, which again, to, to say I appreciate would be an understatement. But sometimes when people have those titles constantly on their shoulders, it makes it a little harder to get out of bed because you're like, well, everybody else thinks I'm strong. Everybody else thinks I'm this. Everybody else thinks, how the fuck did she get through that? 
And then it, it's just like this rabbit hole of, well, do I think that? Am I that? And it's just this, you know, underlying pressure of having to prove the foundation that uh, the perception of what everyone else has for you, you, you start to feel the need to prove it. Um, now some of the perception on some of you is that you're complete shit bags and everyone hates you. So I hope you don't prove that. But, um, for others who have these titles of, you know, uh, warrior or strong or brilliant or creative, all of these things, you know, when you feel like you can't live up to that, it gets difficult. I think that's kind of where I've been for the past three months. Um, my trauma is very different than other people's, you know, a, a lot of you as listeners, and if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. Um, something that people always bring up is, you know, my dad's suicide. Like, how could you make it through that? How, how can you, how are you okay through that? Blah, blah, blah. And it was different for me. You know, my dad was my best friend. I am very, very similar to my dad in many ways. Um, it was something that I kind of saw coming and, you know, my sisters and I have recently found some new information that, uh, suicide may not be what it was. Um, but that's for another podcast. So, but in that regard, just losing a parent, you know, a lot of people are like, how the, how the fuck do you like keep going? And it was a situation where I didn't really have a choice, you know, like you can't change it. There's nothing you can do. Um, you can't replace a parent. You can't bring that parent back. So like, what am I supposed to do? Just like sit and wallow all the time? No. Have I had tough moments? Yeah. Like seeing my sister have two kids and my dad didn't get to meet those boys, you know, and seeing my older sister, you know, her daughter was very, very close to my dad. And then now she'll never get that again, you know? And so it's, it's hard in different ways and it affects me in ways of, damn, I wish my dad was here. Like, I, I hate that he's missing these moments because if anyone deserved them, it was him. But to me, it's, I don't want to say it's not that bad, you know, like rest in heaven to my dad, but it's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me, believe it or not. Um, now for other people, they're like, I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. Like that would be it for me. Like, I'm done with life. Call it quits. So I think that's really what I want to emphasize is uh, that will be like a foundational example of, you know, everybody's shit is different. And in, in the middle of a global crisis right now, like we're all dealing with the coronavirus. We're dealing with people not wearing masks. We're dealing with, um, racism. We're dealing with police brutality. We're dealing with just all of these heightened situations that are just shitting on people's lives, but it's not all this, it's not the same for all of us. And, and for anyone to think like, well, my way is the right way. Okay. No, that's, that's really not how human nature works. Now, is there a moral compass we should all be following? Yes, absolutely. But our news and our social media in general kind of tries to feed you a perception. It tries to tell you what your trauma should be. It tries to tell you what you should be thinking and how you should be feeling. And it's just a constant negative, just, I can't even find the words because it's just, you we're, our brains are completely bogged down by negativity when it comes to social media, when it comes to the news. And it's like, you can't think for yourself. Like it's this way or no way. And, and now look what's happened. Everybody's fucking angry. Everybody is at everybody's throats. Like you can't have an opinion anymore. Everyone's hyper fucking sensitive. So I think the goal for me in this episode was just to kind of break down for people. You don't have to always be right. And I'm not saying you're always wrong, but maybe just think of it from someone else's side just for once. You don't even have to tell anybody that you're thinking of it from someone else's perspective, but just keep it in the back of your head. Like I can honestly sit here and tell you that I will never be able to understand what it's like to be a black person ever, 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 ever. But that does not mean that I can't sympathize with what they're going through. Can I empathize? No, I'll never experience that, but I can feel sorry 
for what is happening to people. I can feel fueled to make a change for what is happening to people because of the color of their skin. That being said, I really, really want to emphasize, um, I'm not going to drop any names because I don't want, I, I, you know, I didn't ask permission, but I do have a few of my black friends that are very open-minded that I was able to sit down and have conversations with during this very tumultuous time, um, in our, in our country, really. I don't know if it's a global issue, although there are still black slaves in Africa. Just going to throw that out there. Um, I got the chance to sit down and, you know, it's, it's so crazy to me to, to learn more. And that was something that I wanted to really, really challenge myself to do was to learn more about the black culture, not just posting a black square on my Instagram, not just saying black lives matter on all my tweets or blah, 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 whatever anyone has been doing. Although those things are like people trying to make an effort and I can appreciate that. I know a lot of Black people are going to say that they don't agree with that, that it's not enough, but you know, people are trying to make stepping stones, so just keep that in mind. Um, and this is a touchy fucking subject, so I've, I've really had to like figure out how I wanted to word this and follow my notes to a T. But in those conversations, um, the Black Lives Matter movement is so fucking beautiful. Like I really, really encourage, I wish I would have wrote down like different sources for people to go to, but I really encourage people to take a minute to explore more of those topics um, and where Black Lives Matter movement, that's a tongue twister, came from. Um, it came from a place of information. It came from a place of positivity, of saying like, look how beautiful this culture is, you know, like look at all of the things that black people have been the foundation of that. Yes. Sometimes white people have stolen that. Yes. Sometimes credit has not been given where credit is due. I think that happens to everyone at one point or another in their life, but it's predominant right now that we're focusing on the inequality of black people, which is extremely true. Um, but you know, in that sense, you're seeing social media kind of force people into this idea of evening the score or like leveling the score when it comes to, you know, it, it's not even a matter of informative, like learn about the beautiful black culture. It's more of like, oh, well, everyone should suffer like black people suffered again. I will never be able to understand what it's like to be a black person. My little brother is black, you know, like I will never be able to understand like the fear that he feels when he's in certain places or the fear that he feels just because of his skin color. Like I will never be able to comprehend that. But what I can do is try and learn more and more and more and express the black culture in a positive way and tell people about it. You know, I, I think that is the beautiful part of how this whole movement originally began was just wanting people to learn more. Like the more, you know, the more we'll appreciate it and stop hating people for no reason. At the end of the day, we're all humans. I, I know that's kind of an obvious statement, but the actions of the people in the United States are not really condoning understanding. We are all humans. And I think it's really, uh, I was going to say something else, but disgusting would be the second word that comes to mind. Um, and I realize this is a touchy subject and this is also nothing that I would ever say or do to offend anyone. It's never anything that I want anyone to feel uncomfortable with. Um, and that's why I'm emphasizing, like, I can never truly understand it, but I can, I can understand enough to know right and wrong. And I think that's what we need to break down is the, the, perception of understanding right and wrong um, because whether you have a million ideas or you have one like we still know right from wrong for me personally that comes from a faith base um, that comes from you know understanding the people around me that comes from being blessed enough to be raised in a household where we weren't taught color you know my one of my dad's best friends is a black man who was in his band 
and they would joke around, they'd have fun, and that was my Uncle Lou. And it's like, it w- I never even questioned, like, Dad, why is his skin black and mine isn't? That was never a thing. It was never addressed because there was no reason. It was human, human. Those are our friends. These are our family. These are the people we care about, and that's really all that matters. I mean, you really got to think to yourself, like, if you had a blindfold on, if you were blind, and it sounds elementary, but if you were blind, you wouldn't give a fuck about that stuff. You would care how people treat you. You would care how people treat you. And I am going to say this, and this is bold. I hope it does not offend anybody, but, you know, if you're not offending somebody, you're really not making a way in the world. There are people that will abuse stereotypes by that. Let me give a couple examples. First example, if you are white and you are privileged and you are abusing your stereotype by doing fucked up shit knowing that you can get away with it, that's not okay. You're abusing your stereotype. Second example, I'm a bartender. Um, I'm not going to say where, but I'm a bartender. And for some of you who have been out and see me bartending and you see, you know, where I work, I'm always in hoops. I'm booty popping. You know, there are more black people in my life that I respect than there are white people. And that's just the truth. If you don't like that, please find a new podcast. Um, But with that being said, I have had people being very disrespectful to me, calling me derogatory terms, um, throwing stuff at me all to get a drink, all to throw a fit, whatever the case may be. And then when I go to that person and I'm like, look, you need to be patient. There are three people in front of you. And I'm talking like I'm having a conversation with someone and I've got someone yelling at me. Hey, 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 screaming at me while I'm trying to get an order from another customer. When I approach that person and I say, hey, what? Like, chill the fuck out. Like, what do you need? You see that I'm with another customer. The first response I've gotten lately is, oh, you don't like black people? absolutely fucking not that was never said that was never even insinuated but because certain black people want to go and use that now as a form of ammunition when they're not getting what they want you can't sit there and deem somebody a racist because I didn't get to you when you thought the time slot was appropriate that's not okay to me And I've bluntly looked these people in the face and said, your skin color has nothing to do with the fact that you're rude as fuck. And that's just hands down the truth. Again, is this to offend anyone? Absolutely not. If you're offended, I do apologize. But we have to be bold and be outspoken on what's going on. You're always going to have people that prove these fucked up stereotypes. Like I said, you're going to have white people, what, I don't even remember the kid's name, that like raped a girl behind a dumpster and got like three months probation or some bullshit like that. Like came from a privileged white family, was loaded, got out of it, didn't have to ser- serve any consequences. And then you also have the other side of it where you have black people proving their stereotype, playing victim to things. When you also have black people out there that are like, you know, let's protest, let's make a difference, let's make a change. And one thing I will say, and again, this is a very touchy subject, so please don't come for my throat, guys. I'm just thinking out loud. Rest in heaven to Chris Beattie. Let's set the fucking record straight that protesting and protesters did not kill Chris Beattie. There were black men, two black men who shot him, who took advantage of a beautiful and peaceful protest and began using that experience for their own benefit. They were robbing someone, they were trying to break into vehicles, they were taking advantage of something that was meant to be a beautiful, informative experience, and they killed my friend in the process. People need to take a step back and stop abusing the things that are meant to be informative, meant to be beautiful, meant to be something we learn from and for white people if you want to be involved and you want to make a change and you want to make a difference pick up a book google something figure out how you can make a difference sign a petition go into these protests i went to a couple of the protests they were absolutely beautiful hands down some of the most beautiful things i've ever seen 
And you know what? There was not one black person at those protests who gave me a dirty look, who was rude to me, who told me I couldn't be there because I was white, because that's not what's happening. The media is portraying to people all of this bullshit negativity and inequality. And I'm not saying it's not happening. I'm not saying that some of these videos of police brutality and white people running amok at these protests and destroying them. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just saying, please ask yourself what's happening before the camera footage you're seeing. What happened to trigger those things? We can't just sit there and think that these people, what, all have schizophrenia and just pop the fuck off and there's a huge brawl for no reason. No, the media is serving you what the media wants to serve you to literally pit everyone against each other. Again, not saying some of these things are not happening, not saying racism is dead because it's fucking not, not saying that white people are innocent, not saying black people are innocent. There is no innocent race, hands down. The human race itself is not innocent. So we really need to reevaluate what we're taking in and what we're using with the information that we're bringing in. I personally was off social media for two weeks. Best decision I've made in a long fucking time, long time. Because what, what's, the, what's the point? Like, I'm getting on there and I'm being told, like, oh, you're white. You can't have a say-so. And then you have people saying, oh, if you don't wear a mask, you're a terrible person. Oh, by the way, this politician said this. This politician said that. We should all hate black people. Oh, we should all hate white people. Oh, we should all hate this. Didn't everyone think that we were supposed to hate, like, um, I forgive me if I'm not using the right terms, but, like, Arabic and Islamic people? Like, weren't we supposed to all hate them back in, what, 2001 when the Twin Towers were bombed? Yeah, because the whole fucking country did that? Absolutely not. Like, be more mindful of what information you are taking in. Because it's not fair to always put your perception on someone else's shoulders. It's not fair for us to always put the assumptions that we're intaking through social media onto another person's shoulders. It's not fair and it needs to stop. All right, now that that uh, has been said, and again, if anyone is offended or upset, I do sincerely apologize. That's not the intentions of the podcast. This is, I mean, a lot of you know that I get to a point where I literally don't give a fuck if someone likes what I say or do, and that may be true. But as far as my podcast goes, it's more of an informative look into my brain, look into other people's brains, like, you know, the guests that I have on the show, and just get some insight of maybe a situation that you're feeling uncomfortable about, that you're feeling curious about, um, and just get to hear and see other people's thoughts on it. Uh, I will tell you there are some really dope and tricky podcasts coming up. I actually recorded them probably a month ago with uh, different groups of friends. One is about toxic relationships, which will be a two-part series, and another one is on religion and what it means to us so yeah I'm just I guess I'm just coming out the fucking gate with like sticky topics and (laughs) the potential to lose a lot of followers but the potential to gain them as well so I'm just gonna keep that in mind um again I firmly believe that as you progress in life and as you start accomplishing you know who you are what you want and where you're going you're gonna lose some people along the way um I'm actually in personally in a crappy situation now with my younger sibling, um, love of my life, love her completely. She does not deserve that love a lot of the time. And I'm in a place where I had to cut out my mom and my younger sister um, for different reasons, but you're not alone out there. You know what I mean? Like everybody is going through what the fuck moments, especially, especially in 2020. But, you know, I don't think it's fair for any of us to be judging one another. And I think that really boils down to like, you can understand it, but you don't have to agree with it. Um, You know, everybody's, everybody's trauma and everybody's perspective and perception on things. It's so different because we've all lived different paths. We've all gone through different shit where it's like, 
what? Like, how did this happen? Why is this happening? And it's molded how we think about the next situation that occurs. Um, you know, I always say like reframe your brain and that's, that's what this podcast is for, you know, to take a step back and, and look at it through someone else's eyes for a chance. That's why I have all these guests on the show. That's why I ask their opinions. That's why I ask tough questions because what a 40 year old black man on the podcast is going to tell you will be something completely different from a 22 year old white female. You know, you, you really never know. And here's the, the fun part. They could have a situation that is exactly the fucking same and you never know. You never know, but we're so busy fucking judging each other and thinking that nobody could understand where we're coming from because of the color of our skin or how we were raised or where we work or our age. And I can tell you right now, I've been through more shit at 28 than some people have been in 50 years. But I'm not saying that their trauma is any worse or better than mine. a, A prime example would be, you know, if your grandma died, but my dad died, me saying mine is worse. No, you can't do that. Neither is worse than the other. It's, it's completely an all perspective. Um, so with that being said, I mean, I guess we can just dive straight the fuck into quarantine and all of this bullshit with coronavirus. Um, everyone's got an opinion on this and I'm just going to bluntly tell you that I think 90% of this is orchestrated by a political agenda Um, again, with the media telling us what they think we should see, hear, feel, and kind of bossing around our emotions. Now, am I going to sit here and say that coronavirus is fake? Absolutely not. I've had it. It fucking sucked. Like it's, it's not, it's not fun. Um, I have a family member right now that has coronavirus and it sucks. Like it's not a good time. It can be really scary. And the long-term effects of that are also scary. You know, I, I literally couldn't breathe normally for like two months afterwards. So this is not me saying that it's not real, that it's not happening. And to everyone who has faced it head on and in our front lines, like, thank you for everything you do. Um, I also at the beginning of everything going on in the United States was deemed an essential worker. Um, I was doing alcohol distribution and I had to be in the grocery stores, you know, loading wine and alcohol to the shelf. Uh, I had to, you know, be touching everything and, and fucking dousing my body in Lysol. And that was actually after I had coronavirus. Um, so it, it can be scary. You know, I'm not saying I'm a nurse, like I'm not a doctor. I'm not any of these people that are, you know, in New York seeing it head on. And I can't imagine that fear that they face every single day. I have a lot of friends who are nurses. I also have a lot of nursing friends who have told me that they've been told to lie on charts because of insurance purposes, saying that everything is coronavirus when it's not. I just, I just wish that everybody would do their research instead of reading a tweet. And it fucking drives me up a wall that people are so willing to base their lives around what you see on an app rather than actually doing research, digging a little deeper. Like someone, Kim Kardashian could tweet like, wear a mask or you suck. And then everybody starts tweeting like, if you don't wear a mask, you're the worst person ever. You know, there's, there's a lot of science behind it as well that by overprotecting yourself, you're actually weakening your immune system. Then there's also people who already have underlying conditions that if they get a glimpse of this, they're fucking toast. And that is terrifying. Again, perspective to everyone. I, for one, can honestly say that I did not take it very seriously at the beginning. Um, Now again, I had it in December. um, And when I was still working in January, February, March, you know, I didn't take it seriously because I still had a job. Life was still normal for me. I was like, well, nothing's really changing, so I don't really give a shit. Did I wear a mask? Nope. Did I use hand sanitizer? Yes. Did I Lysol my car? Yes. But I wasn't looking at it as severely as everyone else. I wasn't fucking plowing down Grandma Betty for toilet paper. I wasn't freaking out and stocking up my whole house with groceries. And as a matter of fact, when everything started to shut down and we couldn't you know, there were curfews on everything. I literally ran out of toilet paper. I ran out of groceries 
And it was so frustrating to have to either pay a fortune for like two rolls of toilet paper or I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're using baby wipes because everybody was freaking the fuck out. Like, I just wish people would do a better job at like not being so ignorant. I know that's hard for some of you to comprehend, but like the dramatics constantly and the panic constantly, like you're just weak. You're fucking weak. And if you don't like that, again, find a new fucking podcast. You're a weak human being if you're constantly believing the intake of socials rather than your own opinion, rather than your own research, and just assuming that everything that's coming through your television or your cell phone is factual because it's fucking not. I think, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just think people need to do better. Like fucking do better. Be a better human. Be be a better researcher. Be a better parent. Be a better whatever you are to society. And quit just assuming that everything is factual because it's on social media. It literally drives me up a wall. All right. Now that that rant is over, um, to, to, you know, kind of pull pieces together as far as quarantine, as far as trauma, as far as those things. Um, I, I guess I wanted to share like where my head has been at during quarantine and it's kind of a tough thing to say because you're going to have people that are like, well, people are dying and you're upset because you lost four jobs. Well, people are dying and you're upset because you get to sit on your couch all day. It's called perspective. Like who I am as a person is a worker. I'm a worker. I'm a performer. I love being busy. I crave being busy. Like if I sleep four hours a night, I'm happy as fuck because the 20 other hours of my day are filled with activities. I like to go, go, go. I like to constantly be putting myself out there and grinding. Like that is just who I am as a person and I enjoy it. Now, that being said, quarantine has fucked with me so badly. I have lost a sense of who I am because I don't have any jobs. Um, There was about a month of time where I had nothing. I had no coaching. I had no bartending. I did not have my day job. And still currently, I only have bartending. And so I go from putting out podcasts all the time, putting out blogs, bartending, working a Monday through Friday, eight to five, And then coaching travel volleyball to literally working on a Friday, Saturday night, if I'm lucky, that's fucking traumatic for someone. That's traumatic for someone who's used to being busy. And I'm, I I mean, I'm just going to tell you guys, that is a big reason why a podcast has not been put out. That's a huge reason why I have lacked motivation and uh, I'm going to call myself out. I've lacked self-discipline. I have lacked drive. I have lacked these things that kept me going constantly. And then you ask yourself, you're like, well, am I really strong or am I just a good worker? You know, am I actually motivated or am I just a performance-based person? Because if you give me a task, I'll go fucking crush it. Like I'll do it better than anybody else that you assign it to. But when it comes to me getting up on my own and going to the gym and putting out a podcast and writing a blog, journaling, making my bed, you know, any of those things... There's 50 million excuses that go through my head before I take the first step to doing it. Hence why it's been three months that a podcast has not come out. You are not a fucking loan. Like, I'm telling you right now, like, so many of my followers, so many of my friends, uh, my boyfriend, I'm, I'm constantly getting these, these beautiful attributes of, of people saying, like, you're amazing, you're strong, you do what I wish I could do, you are who I wish I could be. And while that's fine and well, it's really made me question myself. It's really made me sit back and say, well, who am I actually? Like, what am I actually? And here's the thing. Here's a big plot twist for you. It's who you are when you have nothing else. Okay, let that sink in. It is who you are when you have nothing else. And right now, the me with nothing else is a fucking bump on a log who has no self-discipline, no drive, no motivation, and that's not okay. Now, granted, I've literally been working since I was fucking eight years old. You know, my, my parents did a really, really good job at instilling in us 
that you have to earn things if you want them. So we're cutting grass, we're shoveling driveways, we're raking leaves. I, I even remember like we would do stuff like give my mom a foot massage. I'd be like, mom, 30 minute foot massage, can I have five bucks? Like anything, anything to grind and earn money, we were finding a way. This is actually the first time, I'm 28, this is the first time since I was 17 that I haven't had two jobs because when I was 17, I was working at Buca de Beppo and DSW. Um, and this is the first time in my 20s that I have not had three jobs at one time. And there was one point in my 20s where I had five. I like to be busy. And people want to sit there and, and their perception of me always being busy is, is negative. And they're like, no, you need some you time. You need some downtime. Well, that's not what I fucking said. That's not what I like. That's, that's not who I am. That's not what I enjoy. I enjoy being busy. While it may not be for you, it's for me. And I miss it. And I like it. And I crave it. It's, a, it's the same way, like, to dumb this completely down. It is a preference. You know, it, it's a complete preference. You could walk up to some dude and be like, hey, what's your type? He's like, uh, short, blonde girls, fat ass. You walk up to another dude and they're like, tall, skinny girls, big boobs. That's called preference. My preference is to be busy as fuck. My preference is to be in a relationship. Does that mean I can't do single? No, I can do single. I kill single. I, I slay it. It's fine. I tackle it and I have a good time doing it. But that's not what I prefer. I prefer to be in a relationship and it is okay to address your preferences. It's okay to come out and say, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. Again, keeping that moral compass in line, like, you know, we don't want anybody out here like killing people, being pedophiles, you know, robbing places, like don't do any fucked up shit, but your preferences are valid and that's okay to address. I'd like take a breather for a second because I'm getting all riled up in the middle of this park. Um, but, uh, it, it, you know, it's just a matter of, I personally had hit a wall, you know, I felt like I've worked so hard for so long and I finally found the perfect combination of jobs to make a schedule, found the perfect combinations of jobs where I didn't even have to look at my bank account when my bills were coming out of it. I didn't have to check it and be like, oh, I hope enough is in there. And I was saving money for my move to New York, which update to everyone cannot happen Labor Day weekend because of coronavirus and everything is still closed, um, but will be happening in February of 2021. See you later. I'm off to Brooklyn. Um, but, you know, I had a job. My, my Monday through Friday was going straight in my bank account. That was paying my bills, direct debit. Highly recommend it. If you can do it, fucking do it. It really makes your, <laughs> your credit score look better when things are just coming out on its own and all your bills are on time. And then I had bartending money, which was, you know, what I was doing to fill up my gas tank, go out to dinner with my friends, have a drink. And then I had volleyball money, who, who, which was feeding into saving for New York. And then I had podcast money. I had sponsorships. And that's another thing, like again, not taking away from the, the sadness and things and places and people that we have lost, like people have lost their businesses, they've lost family members, they've lost friends to coronavirus and extreme negativity surrounding them. And I'm not taking away from yours. I'm just saying mine personally is a different type of experience. And that's okay. That's what we need to normalize. We need to normalize understanding that people have different experiences and it feels the exact same. I could get a flat tire and how that makes me feel on the inside may be the same way Kylie Jenner feels about breaking a nail. You know what I mean? Like it's an inconvenience. It's annoying. Do I have the money? Yeah, but I don't want to spend it. Like it could be, and I don't know if Kylie Jenner would feel that way, but for example purposes, that's, that's what we need to understand is we can still have the same emotion and same experience towards something for completely different reasons. And for me personally, I know a lot of you, I mean, and I, I thank you very much. A lot of people have been checking in on me. They've been like, you know, where have you been? I, I really have been looking forward to a podcast. And here's the thing too. I put the responsibility on my own shoulders to deliver something that would help people, you know, to deliver a concept 
that would be helping people. And that was my responsibility. I put that on myself. And now I have people coming forward saying like, hey, hey, sis, really need a podcast. Really need to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think about that? I would love to hear your opinion on this. And people are looking for what I'm putting out. And I need to not only accept that responsibility, but appreciate it. That really boils down to what I feel coronavirus has kind of heightened for a lot of us is appreciating the little things, you know, appreciate having a job, appreciate being able to fucking walk, appreciate being able to taste. My best friend Jess in in New York, literally she cannot taste and she cannot smell any longer because of coronavirus. Things that we take for granted every day, go back to your roots, go back to being in the park and not needing your phone. Go back to being outside and playing on the sidewalk with chalk. Everything normal that people were experiencing got snatched away from us and we had to figure out a different way. What we should be doing instead of everybody beating down the doors of businesses and being like, open back up, we're bored. Why don't you ask yourself why you are so stimulated by everyone else's shit rather than your own? Like, can you not be with yourself for a minute? Can you not address yourself? Can you not entertain yourself? And if you answer no, you need to dig a little deeper. You should be able to go a full week without needing to go to the club, without needing to go to a restaurant, without needing to constantly be spending money. Now again, not to contradict myself, everyone's perspective and perception on things is completely different. Your preference of what you like and what you don't like is completely fair. But I do think as human beings, we are so used to the constant instant gratification. We are so used to getting whatever we want. I mean, that's, I mean, you could even jump back to fucking police brutality in that sense. People get whatever they want and they do fucked up shit. That's not okay. Like it's really not okay. This, I truly believe was an experience for people to take a step back and be like, why am I me? Why is the world this way? What do I want? What do I expect from this? And instead of freaking out, we need to address it. There, there were many moments where I had to sit with myself and address like, why do I feel so lost because I don't work four jobs? Why do I feel so unaccomplished because I'm not grinding all the time? I am accomplished. I, I have a very nice apartment. I have an amazing relationship. I have a great dog. I have a college degree. I am intelligent. I have the ability to do a podcast. I can write really well. I mean, I like, and I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but like my life really is pretty fucking great. But all that's been happening to me is I've been sitting at home being like, well, what do I do now? And then not having the, the guts or the drive or the discipline to sit there and say, all right, let's check out an episode. I just haven't been able to. I really haven't been able to. And anytime I get inspired to do something, then something happens. Or I get distracted. Or I'm like, oh, I'll just do it later. Like, I'm going to do this now instead. And it's gotten me nowhere. And for, what, three or four months now, I haven't done something that I love doing. I haven't done something that I said I want to be my career. I want to be, well, I mean, I'm not going to be Joe Rogan. He's the shit. But in that aspect of putting out the podcast and making money from it. Um, It's just, I I don't know, it's been hard. It's been hard and I really just hope that people take a step back and realize that just because someone's reality is not yours does not make it right or wrong. Hands down, does not make it right or wrong. My reality is very different from a lot of people's and I mean, both of my sisters, both of my sisters are insurance agents and they got to work this entire time. They have not had a break. So they're looking at me and they're like, damn, I wish I could be like sitting at the pool today. I wish I could go on a random, you know, midweek trip to Michigan. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And they're not able to because their reality didn't really shift. As for me, I'm like, damn, I wish I could be working. God, I'm bored. Like this sucks. So it's, it's all a matter of understanding where everyone else is coming from you don't have to agree with it you don't have to agree that me saying I lost four jobs and you lost your grandma is equal because it's not but my trauma is very different my amount of trauma and things that depress me and things that upset me and give me anxiety 
may not be the same for you. It's not the same combination, but that doesn't mean we can't understand each other. That doesn't mean that you have to say, I empathize with you, but you can sympathize with it. And I, I think that's where a lot of us get, you know, stuck. Like you can understand something without agreeing to it. Okay. Truly like you can understand a concept without saying, I agree with that concept. So in other words, to wrap all of this up, um, I hope this has given some insight, you know, probably pissed a couple people off, which is fine. Do what I do best. Um, (laughs) but I, I really, really just want to urge people to take a step back the next time something happens before you react, before you even voice your fucking opinion on it, take a step back and look at it from another angle, you know, ask for the why ask why that happened. Don't get on your social media and look for everyone else's why. Don't turn on the news and look for everyone else's why because you're not going to you're really not going to ever stand for anything if you're falling for everything. You know, you're never going to be able to stand on your own two feet if your first reaction is to always listen and develop your concepts based on someone else's. It just doesn't work that way. So, I honestly do hope that this was helpful for anyone and everyone listening. I know it's been a fucking hot minute. Um, And kind of just to conclude, I will let you guys know, um, I've had quite a few people reach out to me and ask me if I am offering any services. Services being life coaching, services being almost like a a shoulder to cry on, you know? I, I enjoy taking my my life experiences and making that applicable to what someone else is going through and just kind of showing them and and supporting them and saying like, Hey, you know, like you're not alone. Like I've been there. I felt that it may not be to the exact same credentials as yours, but I've been there. Um, I think that can be really helpful and kind of make people feel like they have some, well, obviously some new insight, but maybe a new direction that they can take. Um, I know for me personally, God, I say I'm a lot, right? Uh, (laughs) I almost did it again. For me personally, I know that if I hear someone else say something similar and be like, oh yeah, you know, I I went through that a couple years ago, you know, it's a little bit different, but I, I went through that similar experience. That changes everything for me. I'm like, oh shit, like, okay, like someone else can understand where I'm coming from. And then that gives me, you know, new insight, new perception, new, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm lost in this park right now, so my mind is somewhere else. Um, Looking for new motivation because I'm like, all right, well, you know, that person did it and they turned out just fine. So I can totally do this. And it's just, it offers people some extra insight so they can tackle whatever it is they're going through. That is the entirety of the podcast and the blog. That is the whole purpose, um, to just give people, you know, a fresh pair of eyes on something that might've been bogging them down for a while, something that they personally struggle with, or just the simple aspect of feeling like no one can understand you. A lot of people can understand you. I can understand you. So all of that being said, um, I, God fucking, um, again, I have an official website um, it is chinosbest.com, C-H-E-E-K-N-O-W-S-B-E-S-T.com. On there, if you go in the top right corner, you can see Chino Chats. Click on that, and that's going to give you a whole list of options. You can send me your name and your situation anonymously. You can send me a fake name. You can send me your real name and your real email, whatever floats your boat to help you. It offers you the, um, the options to do voice memos from me. You can do Zoom calls with me. You can do text messages or just simply emails. So if you are struggling with something and you are needing some input and you are needing to just get it off of your brain and get it off of your chest, please let me know. I'd be more than willing to help. Um, I will say that This is something that I do take very seriously and going back to school for psychology, this is something I want to do for a living, being a life coach, you know, speaking on stages and 
offering this advice that I give out and my concept of what I've been through that could maybe help other people, that's my dream. That's what I want to be doing for a career. And while a lot of you think I'm funny, and I'm sure you've laughed a couple of times during this, it would be comedic, but it's still going to be authentic. Uh, and I think that that's where I can separate myself from other people is I have been through a lot of shit, but I still have a beautiful life. I'm still transparent. I can still authentically say like coronavirus fucked my world up. It might've been different than yours, but it's still fucked up. So I think that it's really, really important to me that people realize, you know, I'm doing this because this is my purpose. This is what I have come to realize is where I need to be and what I want to be doing for the rest of my life in helping other people. And if anyone has anything they want to throw at me, you know, life does come to a beautiful point where you realize your value and you realize what you're good at. And while some of you will say, you know, if you want to help the world, change the world, like, why are you charging people? Okay, well, you know, your lash girl changes your life every other week and she charges you. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is something that I'm passionate about and that I love doing. And if I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, I've got to start somewhere. To feed into that, you know, prices are obviously not outrageous. It's like $5 for a 40-minute Zoom call or something like that. Like, it's nothing that's going to hurt your bank account to get someone else's perspective. So feel free to look into that. Again, chinosbest.com. It is on all of my social medias. It is in the bio line for all of them. Just click on that, explore a little bit. There you can find the blogs, the podcast episodes, a YouTube channel coming, Chino chats, a little bit about me, and any information that you are looking for. So shout out to Corey Utech who has created that for me. Um, And if you guys ever need anything from him, please let me know. I would be happy to forward you along. And that, guys as I like finally find where my car is in this park. Um, That's it, that's all I got. I just want you guys to know that it has taken a lot for me to make this episode. Um, It was a random spur of the moment. I just got done eating lunch with my friend Hannah. I literally got in my car and like drove to my favorite park and here we are, chucked it out. Um, So if you're feeling stuck, I'm right there with you, right there with you. it's not easy and it's super scary sometimes and you you really do genuinely feel lost. So you are not alone in this. Truly, I'm walking side by side with you. Let's fucking figure it out together. And on that note, have an amazing day. Let me know what you think and be ready for all of the other episodes that are about to come out. Again, shout out to Chris Schaefer, DJ Antrim, my producer, my right-hand man, who has never given up on me and believed in me through all of this and encouraged me to continue following my dreams even when I could not put one foot in front of the other and get out of bed. So have an amazing day. Everybody stay blessed, stay open-minded, reframe your brain, and I'll see you soon. Thank you guys for listening to Chino's Best. Be sure to check out the Instagram and Twitter pages at C-H-E-E. K-N-O-W-S-B-E-S-T and follow each week for new topics. Click the link in either bio and be sure to subscribe to the podcast and the blog. Special thanks to sponsors involved and remember, you're not alone. I'll prove it.